Hi folks, and welcome to the Tiny Tales podcast. Today we have an extract from A Cutthroat Business, The Third Chastity Flame Adventure by K.A. Lady. I hope you enjoy it. Daddy's girl, that's what she'd always been. As she sprinted down the dark street, the phrase kept repeating in her head. Her heart beat a tattoo in her chest, and her lungs burned as she raced along. Adrenaline filled her veins as she sought a way out, away from this, but she could still hear his footsteps behind her. Daddy's girl, he had grinned as he said the words, onto her wavelength, her weakness. In just a few minutes of conversation, she had actually been pleased. He was smarter than they usually were, the men who fluttered around her like moths to a flame. She always found it easy to charm them, to make them desire her. You would hardly believe she'd once been a plain tomboy. Her well-toned legs might be a legacy of that time, though exercise these days meant helping her maintain the looks that turned heads. Right then, she wished she'd worked more on pure endurance, instead of shapeliness, because the seemingly tireless steps got closer as she grew tired. She skidded round a corner, and her terror exploded. It was a dead end. Panicking, her gaze darted back and forth, looking for some break in the brick walls that lined the narrow lane. With a glance over her shoulder, she stumbled forward into a ragged trot, eyes wild as she hoped there must be a way out of this, some place to hide would appear like it always did in bad dreams, in movies, just when there was no more hope. Then a bin or a box would be there where you hadn't noticed it, and behind it a narrow passageway that led to freedom. Her heart raced faster as the sound of his footsteps came closer. Bricks, bricks, more bricks, up too high, a few windows with broken glass. If she had wings, a rocket, a fiery dragon, her thoughts were getting wild hysterical. Isn't that the word they always used, the word only for women? She had such contempt for her gender. She'd felt her hunger and contempt and equal measures for men, those she desired and those who desired her. He paused at the entrance to the narrow lane, staring at her. Earlier, she had preened as his interest became plain, but now she wished she'd never seen him. Come to daddy, he growled, in an obscene parody of the fatherly approval she craved. There had to be some way out. She ran to the far wall, overly conscious of her own panting breaths. Her fingertips scraped against the bricks in vain. Her overheated brain suggesting that there could be some kind of secret exit if she applied the right pressure. What was that movie where the bricks moved and opened, revealing a secret alleyway? When she realised it was one of the Harry Potter movies, a giggle began in the back of her throat. This is what it's like to be hysterical. Her giggles grew. No wonder they said a joke was hysterical when it was good. She stiffened when she heard his step so close behind her, the giggles becoming little gasps. She sank to the ground, hands up in a defensive posture. Now, now, this won't do. He grabbed her hand and yanked her to her feet. How she admired his height and the strength evident in his shoulders when they met at the reception. She'd been bored out of her skull 
despite her boss's promises about rich, eligible men. Most were on the far side of fifty, and the slope on that side of the hill looked steep. His hair was perfect. That was what she'd noticed first, the tall forehead above the crowd. A cut that spoke not only of wealth, but of taste and precision. That precision now meant the soft black gloves that covered his hands. That's better, my sweet. He cooed the words as if that would soothe her. Now that she knew his truth, there was only terror. If her heart had pounded loudly before, she'd feared it would break right through her chest now. Please, he smiled. There's something so utterly inhuman in his face. The smile looked like the grimace of a predator, and she knew at last that's what he was. She pulled back, but the grip on her wrist was too strong. All those nights in her gym working on her body, and all she'd ever care about was the look of it. Shouldn't her arms be stronger too? She tried to yank her wrist away, which surprised him. But she did not get loose. Naughty child, he said, leaning closer. Mustn't try to pull away from Daddy. He would have to punish you more. He wagged a, waggled a finger at her with his free hand. She continued to struggle against his tight grip. Her other hands grabbled at the bricks as she attempted to skitter away from him. Then she hit the other wall and knew that she'd been cornered. Maybe there was a way to reach him, to stop him. She swallowed and did her best not to look into those eyes and their shiny blankness. I have to be somewhere, she stammered the words out. Invention came slowly. Lying usually proved, proved effortless. They're expecting me home, a cough choked off her words. Tut tut, mustn't lie to your papa. We went over all this in the car. He stretched her arm out, lifting her to her full height once more. The car, the driver couldn't know what was happening, surely. He must stop it if he knew. She just needed to scream. A loud shriek would bring the driver and all this confusion would be cleared up. If only her throat weren't so dry. What's the matter, sweetheart, he leered, bringing his face close to hers. She could smell the cologne he wore expensive, French. The name lay in the tip of her tongue, but panic drove it away. Cat got your tongue? Let me see. I'm, I'm going to scream. Her voice came out as a rasp. It wasn't an encouraging sign. He chortled. If you must, you must. His smile was leoline. The look of indulgent good humour on his face made her feel more of an infant than his fierce grip on her arm. She swallowed again, feeling her words go down her throat like a lump. With an effort, she forced back the lump up as a shriek which began throating soft but gained volume. It was loud enough that he winced, his laugh lines looking more pronounced. Someone had to hear. Abruptly, she stopped when she ran out of breath. His smile returned and her heart sank to her feet as he leaned in once more, a veritable purr in his throat. Then steps in the alleyway. Her heart sank, sang with hope. It was all a misunderstanding, surely, but as long as she got away, she didn't care what would happen. Just let her be free to go home, take three showers and move to another country. And please hurry. She willed the steps to speed up, but instead they stopped. Is everything all right? The voice of the driver. She remembered that slight hint of another country's accent in his vowels. No, no, I... Everything's fine. We're just getting to the crux of the matter. 
I think we need to be alone for the denouement. He didn't even look over his shoulder. His smile dazzled again, and her throat closed up. Very good, sir. Like sands through an hourglass. His steps slipped away into the silence, and it was gone. 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 Her only chance. And then she was gibbering and straining, and no longer holding back anything, because at last it had become real to her. She was going to die. He shushed her. He wheedled in the end, and in the end, he simply slammed her against the bricks as she sobbed, feeling the tears run down her cheeks and the bubbles of air popped out of her nose. She felt the warm urine run down her legs and thought helplessly of the beautiful Fragamo stilettos and imagined them photographed at the crime scene. A hitch in her breath as she realised it would be a murder scene because he had the blade out now. It wasn't the shape she could feel, but she recognised the manner in which he held it to her throat from far too many films where people didn't make it to the end and there was no siren or flashing lights to show the police on their way. No hero striding in and no latex-clad woman kicking away the knife. Just the guttural muttering as he cooed her name and she realised that she'd given up, resigned herself to her fate. She glimpsed his face through a fog or had he already attacked and he, she was dying, bleeding onto the black pavement. No, he held the knife point by the side of her windpipe, and she shuddered as it touched at its touch. Come to Daddy, he repeated again. Had he said that all along? Had she simply turned it out, and then the pain, long expected, came at last, and it was bad, very bad. Yet all she could do was whimper, the blood pounded in her forehead, trickled down her neck and towards her cleavage. She wondered if he got off on that, if he would do terrible things to her flesh after she'd left it. Annoyance filled her and that body should be abandoned to such defiling, but it was too late, much too late. She shuddered as he tongued the wound. Her revulsion exploded with pain. But he steeled himself and drew back, a smear of red across his lips, which he licked away with a grin, while drool spilled from the edge of her mouth and a heat filled her brain like a song. And she thought she heard dancing feet, or was it drums, or just the blood rushing to her head, whatever was left of it. Oh, but there was so much more, because the knife returned and cut through her skin like butter. She had always thought of knives as tearing, but that was just the cheap knives, she had always had that, were never sharp enough for very long. They were always squashed, the tomatoes, so they squirted seeds across the sandwich. Something in that made her laugh, although it came out as a cough. And as the blood must be running over her hands, over the smooth leather he wore, because he was sucking the fingers of his glove and looking at her. The warm, wet life ran down her neck and into her cleavage. And then she was falling, and the ground should have jarred more, but even as her face hit the pavement, there was nothing but the knell of a bell, so nearby that she wondered if it were Sunday, already in the time for church. Mother would be nagging her to get out of bed, to put on her good shoes, and brush her hair, and Daddy would say, what would he say? He would say, come to me, come to Daddy, and she would and everything would be all right, 
when she was in his arms again. I hope you enjoyed that. And Kate is a fantastic writer whose work I'm familiar with, so I'm sure you will enjoy it. And just a reminder that A Cutthroat Business, The Third Chastity Flame Adventure by K.A. Lady. Seek it out. Enjoy. Bye for now, folks.